Hiring the wrong executive costs you time and money. Leveraging work psychology, Spear Consulting helps you hire the right executive so you can focus on growing your business. For a free quote, visit spiritmco.com. Enjoy the show. Welcome back to the Flabby Chess podcast, where we discuss all things middle age. And uh, <laughs> as our bodies are decaying and wisdom is starting to flow. Um, yeah, just uh, Danny, so excited to have you on the Virtuous Heroes podcast. And, uh, you know, I think, uh, as I was saying before starting to record that, it's great to be able to have someone that like you really like love and respect for the work that you're doing. And we've, we've known each other for a bit, uh, instead of some of the other guests where I'm just, uh, you know, meeting them maybe for the first time on the podcast. So, uh, excited to be able to dive in today with you today. Me too, brother. Me too. Thanks for having me. Yeah, sure. Sure. So, uh, with that said, um, to kind of mix up the format a little bit today, um, before I you before we launch off into prayer, just wanted to give kind of the the guests uh, a little bit of a snippet about who you are, Danny. Um, I actually met this man while uh, casting demons out of people in Georgia. <laughs> so awesome! <laughs> yeah, exactly. Let's cats let's, out of the bag. <laughs> let's set the stage of where we're at in this level of of connection. And uh, yeah, just uh, Danny, loving the work that you're doing with uh, Kingdom Learners and excited to be able to connect uh, about that ministry and the impact that you're having here uh, in the world for the kingdom. So thank you for doing that. Uh, so without further ado, let's, uh, let's push off into prayer here. Let's do it, man. So Jesus, we, um, we love you, Lord. And uh, we just, we ask that you would uh, help us to experience your presence. We know that you're always with us. The Lord, sometimes it's easy to uh, get bogged down into the uh, the everyday things that we have to do in life to and, and mess up by not being able to keep our focus and, and our attention to you, Lord. Come, Lord Jesus Christ. Come, Holy Spirit. Lord, we just empty ourselves right now. Lord, help us to decrease so that you can increase in, in every way, Lord. May it be that uh, anyone who looks upon us sees your most beloved Son, Jesus. More grace and more power, Lord. Father, I, I pray for Danny and, and Kingdom Learners, that, Lord, that you would just continue to pour out your, your blessings upon Danny and his ministry, his wife and his kids. Thank you, Father. Praise your name, God. Praise your name, Lord Jesus Christ. Thank you, Father. Father, I praise your name and I thank you for for giving us the gift of, of life and being on this uh, walk to uh, having adding a new baby into the Gomez household with Hannah. Thank you, Father. We enter into your, your gates with praise, Lord. You're such a good and loving God. Thank you, Jesus. Praise your name, God. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. And Father... Um, 
I just pray for protection over this podcast today, that uh, everything that's to be said is bound in the blood that you spilled on the cross, Jesus, and that any uh, any issues, technical issues, or any any ways that the devil could get in and try to distract us or frustrate us, that he would just be blinded and broken and sent to the foot of the cross in Jesus' name. And I thank you, Father, for... Um, for being here and Lord, I just give you the authority to, uh, to completely take over this side, <laughs> this side of the podcast. Um, come Holy Spirit. We love you, Jesus. Father, I lift up to you the entire Gomez family. What a blessing they are to so many. I thank you for the leadership that you have placed inside of Chris. I thank you that you have made him a husband and that he understands what it means to be the head and not the tail. And Father, I ask that you would pour out your blessings upon this man, his wife, his children, his children to come, I pray that you would pour out your blessings and favor upon his business, upon his podcast. Yeah, God, when you think about Solomon, you think about consulting. They would bring the most bizarre challenges to him. So I bless Chris and having the wisdom of Solomon that he would know how to rightly divide and rightly discern what is of you and what is not of you. So I ask that you would fill this man with an infinite amount of wisdom as he moves forward. And Father, I pray that his business would flourish in such a way that he has to hire a hundred or a thousand times more than what he has right now. And I ask this in the name of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen, amen, amen. Let's go. Dude, I feel good right now. <laughs> I feel really good. That is excellent. Um <clears throat> Wow. I, I think we could end the show there. <laughs> <laughs> you're welcome, guys. See you later. Yeah, you're, you're welcome. You. Hope you enjoyed this week. Um, so, Danny, tell us tell us who you are. Oh, man, that's such a loaded question. <laughs> um, first and foremost, I, I would say that I'm just a, a, a broken man that needs Jesus Christ, first and foremost. I'm a loving husband. Uh, I'm a father of three amazing, rock-solid Italian warriors. And... Um, yeah, I'm a man. I, I'm, I'm an Italian man. My my grandparents came over from Italy, so I'm very proud of my heritage. Um, if if you're looking for the professional answer, man, uh, I, I think of Paul in Philippians three, where he says, "I'm a Hebrew of Hebrews, circumcised on the eighth day." And but I count all of this as rubbish. I count it as a loss that I would gain Christ Jesus. So my life, I used to be a professor. I used to be a consultant. I used to be a teacher, a coach. And, I still do those things. I just do it in a whole different manner now. And uh, now I'm using my gifts to, to teach people in jail, to uh, open up our home for a home church so that we can teach people about Jesus Christ and make disciples. And I'm using the gifts that God has, has given me my entire life, but they just, they have a kingdom spin on it now. And I'm, I'm so happy <laughs> that, um, yeah, that's my life now. So that's a little bit about me. Mm. 
Awesome. Well, well, thank you for sharing. Um, I was listening to a talk yesterday that one of my friends in the uh, School of Supernatural Ministry, The Anointed Life, shared with me. Uh, she had went out to Virginia to hear a disciple, Stella Davis, um, give a talk on on uh, using the gifts. And uh, she had kind of like, you know, shared the the recording and kind of guided us to 93 minutes in to hear a little bit about like the work that Stella had been doing in deliverance ministry. And Stella was saying something interesting about how like, you know, which which we learn also in Bear Creek Ranch in Georgia about about how curses can flow through through families through fourth generations. And Stella had said, like, you know, you look at you look at some of the, you know, uh, races that may have, you know, they're but as you look at them, like, you know, some of the the uh, challenges that they may face, like alcoholism, and you see that among, you know, like if you think about Italians or you think about Germans and you think about like, you know, different races that uh, that specifically have like, you know, are, are kind of seen as like, you know, the way that media portrays them of the struggles that they've had. Um, so, uh, <clears throat> and I think also the other element with that is that, you know, Satan tries to hold down those that uh, he knows that are going to have a powerful impact for the kingdom. And uh, as you said, like, you know, raising up these Italian warriors <laughs> with all that fire in their bellies. Yeah. Uh, so tell us a little bit about your journey and uh, how you got to the leadership position that you're in. <laughs> oh, man, that's a great question. Uh, I think the greatest tool that has gotten me where I am right now is learning how to fail. Uh, without a doubt, I, I've learned how to how to fail. And I'll start by saying this, that it's such an honor to be here to have this conversation because if we go back 15 years ago, I was a hopeless, angry, drug addicted drunk who claimed to be an atheist and I was out to dismantle the church. I, I would love to debate and argue with all these people that profess to be Christians and find all these so-called loopholes in the Bible and I would try to expose their, their whole system and uh, it's fascinating through all of these journeys that I've been on, if we stop and look at them, they look like failures in the eyes of the world. But in the kingdom of God, everything's upside down. Those were just training moments. And if there's one thing that has helped me to get where I am right now, it's learning how to surrender, how to die to myself and, and how to take on the calling that God has for my life. And, and a lot of times that comes through suffering. You know, people will say this all the time that that your uh, your mess becomes your message, and all these fancy ways of saying it. But really, what ends up happening is Second Corinthians one. God says that we comfort with the comfort that we were comforted with. Well, I was a hopeless drug addict and an atheist, and my very first prayer was, God, if you're real, save me. <laughs> and don't you know that's one of the most powerful prayers that anybody can utter in the kingdom of God because he hears that. It says that he is close to the brokenhearted, that he draws near to those that are crushed in spirit. So how I got to where I am now, it, it's a crushing process. There, there are many things that happened along the way that honestly, man, it, it caused a lot of heartache and pain. But uh, I got here through learning how to surrender and how to glory in the suffering um, and, and I, can I speak about this for a second? Please. This is something very, very near and dear to my heart. Uh, Romans chapter five, verses three and four, it, it says this, but we glory also in the sufferings <laughs> for we know that suffering pr produces perseverance and that the perseverance will produce character and that that character will produce hope. 
I believe that we live in a world right now, Chris, where, where everybody wants the beach body, but nobody wants to go to the gym. Everybody wants to lose weight, but nobody wants to change their life. Everybody wants the, the power and the glory that comes with Jesus. As Paul says it this way, I want to glory in your sufferings and I want to know you to the point of your death and your resurrection. Well, we all want that, but we don't want to glory through the sufferings. And one of the ways that I've gotten to where I am right now is, man, I can look the enemy in the face and I can thank him for every trial and everything that comes my way because I know that the, the answer, that the victory lies in Jesus Christ. And I have learned how to find glory in the suffering. And from that, I've learned how, the, how to persevere. You know, we call it grit factor. I've learned that the grit factor in my life has come through many, many sufferings. And what I have noticed, Chris, is that a lot of people want to claim the role of a victim instead of an overcomer. They, we want to, and I've done this. I, I mean, I am where I am today because I've had revelation about this and I've asked the Lord Jesus to kill me in these areas that I might live in the kingdom. And, and, and one of the things that I've noticed is, is that we go through this cycle, right? And the, the victim mentality says it this way. I'm suffering. Woe is me. I'm never going to make it out of this. Uh, look at how everybody is against me. Look, look, listen to what they're saying over here. And man, but the overcomer says it this way. They say, wow, what an honor it is to push through this. What an honor it is to just keep grinding it out. What glory it brings to the father to suffer. You know, it, it, Paul also says it this way. Uh, what does the Lord require of us? What is, what is God's will for our life? that we would rejoice always, that we would pray without ceasing, and that we would give thanks in every circumstance. This is the will that God has set for us in Christ Jesus. And one of the things that I've learned that's gotten me to where I am right now is that I know how to maintain joy. I know how to, I know how to glory in the suffering, and I know how it squeezes out everything that's inside of me that I might pour out Christ and not the victim mentality. I've learned how to pray without ceasing. Uh, I, no, I don't sit in a prayer closet. No, I don't sit in my in my car. Like God, I learned that prayer is a lifestyle. That before we started this podcast, we prayed for one another. But even right now, as I'm speaking to you, I'm listening to the Father. I'm praying over the. I'm praying all the time. And the other thing that has gotten me where I am, man, this is important. What an opportunity it is to have a grateful heart. What an opportunity it is as a leader to show people how to be thankful, even when misery comes your way. You know, I, I, uh, I, I teach a lot and I get to travel around and preach. And one of the, the illustrations that I use is I'm in Cincinnati right now. <laughs> and it's and I think Chicago is the same way. It's cloudy and gray and rainy for like months. It's, I don't know why everybody talks about Seattle and London. Cincinnati's the worst. It's gray. <laughs> it has been gray for days upon days upon days. But one of the illustrations that I use is if I walk outside and I look at the gray sky, I forget that the airplane that's flying over top of me is above the clouds and they're just surrounded by great light. On the other side of every storm, there's light. And what I have learned in my life has gotten me where I am. Be joyful. Pray. And I give thanks for the rainy seasons. I give thanks for the storms in life. So that's kind of how I got to where I am, <laughs> suffering. Awesome. So a couple of things I wanted to follow up on that. Uh, and so wanted to dive into maybe taking that to like a tangible level of, could you walk us through like some sufferings that you're going through uh, now uh, that, uh, that 
you know, require you to suffer well through that for the sake of his glory. And the other thing that I wanted to bring up before you kind of dive down into that, as you were speaking, you know, as you're saying, like, you know, especially in this podcast, I've been refining that gift of keeping one ear on the guest and one ear on, on God. And, uh, you know, the revelation that I feel like I was experiencing, I've shared a couple of times on this podcast that at 22, I attempted suicide by jumping off a parking garage just due to being so uh, just wounded in, in sin. And, uh, and I didn't, I was such a failure at that point in my life that I couldn't even go through with suicide. And I got down off of the ledge and I was, I prayed a prayer, which is God help me to die, basically. Cause I, I didn't have, I didn't have the strength to go through with it. And, and ultimately like right after that, God sent my guardian angel to, to just in the form of uh, a security guard to just be like, start yelling at me and, you know, send me off of the roof. Um, but uh, anyways, so the, the revelation that I felt like God was just sharing as you were talking just now is like, you know, God answers our prayers. And what was my prayer? My prayer was God help me to die. And one of my favorite, one of my favorite, like, you know, scripture verses, I'm just like, so like caught up in, in St. John the Baptist of saying like, you know, help me to decrease so that you can increase the Lord. So it's like, really like, you know, God is answering that prayer of continually helping me to die to self so that he can be more present in my life. And, and so connecting that with what you had said, it's like, enjoy, you know, be, be at joy and and glory in the suffering because it's going to lead to victory but yep. we just have to suffer well and just keep our hope and um so yeah i just really thank you for that danny that really uh, was resonating with me and touched my heart so back into the question of of ultimately like what are some ways that you, you know, you're suffering right now because i think oftentimes maybe some people may look at a, a guy like yourself and see kind of like the way that god has blessed your ministry for it just exploding and uh and in essence like like Oh, you know, kind of like that's that's hard for me to even fathom something to be available for for myself and not being able to recognize like, you know, that, you know, even even though that we may kind of like continue to rise in his glory, that there's still, you know, trials and sufferings that we go through. Yeah. Yeah. In my life right now, I mean, there's there's death around me. Um, family members have died. There's physical ailments. Um, I, I tore some ligaments in my knee when I was a child. And um, if I focus on the pain of my knee, uh, well, I'll continue to focus on the pain of my knee. Um, you know, there's marital, we're married. Everything isn't as Hollywood portrays it. We, we learned that sometimes uh, God gives us an equal and opposite partner. Well, that opposite sometimes can be so opposite that it could be annoying. But what I'm learning is when the two come together, it's so powerful, man. Uh, there's an illustration that I do when I teach on this too, um, about this equal and opposite partner that sometimes we want to fight with them and we want to do this, right? But what God says is that try tying your hand with, or try tying your shoes with just your dominant hand. It's really challenging. But if you bring your, your other hand, the opposite hand, equal but opposite, and now you can work together. So when I say about glory through the sufferings, man, my wife and I have almost been divorced four times. I was unfaithful in our marriage. And what I've learned is that through those sufferings, God was growing me that I might become a man that knows how to love his wife as Christ loves the church. He was showing me how to, to see my wife's gifts 
her gifts and her oppositeness. <laughs> I was always fault finding and like, why can't you do it this way? And why can't you do it that way? And when I stopped and I was like, hold on a second. Wow, you have 10,000 gifts that I don't have. And if we use them together, we become a force to be reckoned with, man. <laughs> so one of the things that I've learned through this suffering is, is just that. Even as a father, Chris, um, you're, you're a father. There are times that I do not do that well. And if I focus on all the things I'm doing wrong as a father, well, I'll focus on my failures. But I keep using this word focus because you asked for something tangible. And I want to I want to extend this to the audience right now um, beyond just my life and what I might be going through. All of us go through something. The journey looks different. I mean, I, I run a ministry. You have no idea how much how often persecution comes and and people saying terrible things and, and being ostracized. And man, I just smile and I count it all as a joy. <laughs> Because well, Danny, gonna... if, it, if it helps at all, I think you're wonderful. I love you, brother. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Thanks, man. I appreciate all that. But uh, to, to the audience, something that's really tangible about this, what we worship is what we will become. And, and I'll say it a different way. What we focus on will determine the outcomes of our life. There's statistics done about baseball players if they go up to, to bat and they keep thinking, I'm going to miss it, I'm going to miss it, I'm going to miss it. Well, they're like three or four times more likely to miss it than the one that goes up there looking for success in the swing. The same thing happens with, with golfers, uh, with, with snipers in the military. They, they teach them how to focus on the, the object at hand. And when you focus on the object at hand, you can carry it out with great success. So when I say I glory in the sufferings, I can choose to look at my suffering and let it define my life, or I can choose to look at the one that suffered everything and has given me this new life, and from there flows all the power in my life. So it goes back to what we focus on is what we actually become. So in the suffering, I focus on the fact that God is faithful, that he's just, that he's loving, that he's kind, that he's merciful, that he's compassionate, that he is an almighty judge and he has the right to judge everything in my life. I look unto the father with everything in my life. And when I focus on him, man, everything, it doesn't mean that there's not trouble. It doesn't mean there's not trials and persecutions, but boy, there's a lot of joy to be found when my focus is on uh, the father instead of the issue. So mm -hmm. I hope that helps somebody in your audience. Sure. Well, well thank you. Thank you. I was uh, actually, while we were praying, I wanted to get this out too. I felt like the Lord was showing me that someone that's suffering with migraine headaches, and I feel like the Lord wanted to heal them of that. So right now in the name of Jesus Christ, I just command that these migraines, if you're, if you're listening today and you feel like you've had migraine headaches that have been bothering you, I just proclaim in Jesus' name that you'd be healed of it. And I praise your name, God, and I thank you for your loving kindness and your goodness, Lord. Um, praise you, Lord Jesus Christ. Uh, Danny, I wanted to uh, dive now into about, uh, I love that that studio that you're in. It's it's beautiful. Uh, can you tell us what is Kingdom Learners and, and what's your vision for the ministry? Oh, man. <laughs> Thank you for asking. Um, the vision is, is much bigger. I'm going to give it to you in phases, if you don't mind, or silos to keep it simple. Uh, but the first, the first main focus of this is that we would awaken the hearts of believers. The church has been asleep for too long. Um, in, in Isaiah, it says, arise from your slumber. In, in Romans 13, it says, awaken from your slumber. And I feel like the church has been lulled to sleep. And part of Kingdom Learners is to go out there and say, hey, hey, let's wake up. <laughs> the bridegroom is coming. 
He's coming. Let's get oil in our lamps. Let's let's get ready for the coming of Jesus Christ. So a lot of what we're doing is focusing on awakening the hearts of believers so that they can begin to live out their faith. It's one thing to hear the word of God, but just to hear it and never put it into practice is foolishness. Jesus says, the wise man hears these words of mine and puts them into practice. So we're trying to help uh, wake people up and then allow them to see how when we put our faith into action, there's wisdom, there's purpose, there's value, and God gets the glory and not man. So that's the, the first main focus is that. Now, how do we do that? <laughs> Everybody has a why, but how, do, how is this going to be accomplished? The first thing we do is we offer a daily word, a teaching or an encouraging, equipping, sometimes even a rebuking word for the body of Christ every day. Right now, uh, people are seeing my face quite a bit, but the goal is that people like you and maybe even someone that listens to your podcast, they have something stirring inside their heart that they know that they know that they know that the body of Jesus Christ needs to hear it. So the goal is that other voices would come alongside of us and now we would form an army of voices lifting up the praises of God so that the body of Jesus Christ could be strengthened, comforted, equipped, encouraged, even rebuked when needed. So that, that daily word is something to continually and perpetually feed the body of Christ. And, and Jesus says this, right? He says, man shall not live on bread alone, but on every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. Well, let's share it. <laughs> Romans 10 says, how will they know unless someone shares it with them? How will they hear it unless someone is sent? Blessed are the feet that carry the good news. So we want to be a good news factory that is constantly sending out the word of God. And we want as many voices as possible to join us. And uh, I say this, this is like my uh, elevator pitch, so excuse me here, but I say this all the time to church leaders. We wouldn't expect somebody to eat a large meal on Sunday and abstain from eating Monday through Saturday. So why is the church only taught on Sundays and then it's pretty silent? When I say church, I mean capital C. There are some that have, uh, my father goes to mass on this every day. There are some churches that allow this to happen, but what we believe at Kingdom Learners through our daily word teachings is that we could provide manna, spiritual manna, every day. And it's a we, not a me. No one should have to grieve alone. Cassie's Foundation is a community dedicated to supporting you through the loss of your child by offering real support from others who've experienced the same. Go to at Cassie Foundation on Facebook to learn more and consider donating to the Ms. Foundation today at MsFoundation.org. And uh, yeah, I just wanted to affirm that because I've been feasting on that, Danny, and uh, you've really been uh, filling me up in the season. And uh, yeah, just have absolutely loved how bite-sized it is too. So anyone listening today, I just encourage you to check out the Daily Word because usually they're like five minutes or less. I think a lot of the ones that I've seen are like three minutes or less. So really easy snippets in order to, you know, if you need a break from work or, or just, you know, to augment your own, like, you know, morning prayer to be able to throw that in. And, and the other thing that I really love that the Lord has really gifted you in Danny, I mean, obviously if we look at the fivefold ministry, I don't, I don't think you'd be able to do what you're doing presently without being able to be an apostle and, and set up home churches and be able to do all this stuff. But I think the other thing that I really love about you is how you exercise the office of a teacher. Um, a lot of the uh, messages and, and, and what you're sharing and teaching on are not very simple or easy messages to be able to share, but yet you have this ability and grace to be able to break down really difficult um, ideas 
into three minutes or less, which like blow my mind and just make it really uh, like something that you can be empowered with and use in your daily life. So thank you for, for that as well. Man, thank you so much for, for saying that. It's very uplifting. And as somebody that's an encourager, it feels good to have your bucket filled by somebody else that's an encourager. So I appreciate that, man. Um, can can I continue with the, the Kingdom please, Learners? Please, please, yeah. Yeah, so the, the very first piece of this is this daily word. And uh, another way that we want to awaken the hearts and the minds and transform lives, we offer free courses. Um, I've been, <laughs> you, you want to talk about suffering? I've been chastised for making it free from people. And I'm like, hold on a second. Why, why would we charge for the good news? Why would the gospel be for sale? Just because I can teach and the world says I should charge for it doesn't mean the kingdom of God says that. It's upside down. It says it's more blessed to give than receive. So we've been prompted by the Holy Spirit to provide courses to help navigate people through life free of charge, completely free. So go to kingdomlearners.com, check out the daily word. If you're ready to move on to have some more steak, because you said it's bite-sized, right? So this is a little snack, an appetizer, if you will. If you're ready for the full entree, go over to the courses. And, and right now, our featured course is Disarming Darkness, How to Defeat the Workers of Darkness. And man, we, we talk about some really um, some really hard concepts in the kingdom that, that really haven't been spoken of very much lately. Like, what is repentance? How do I repent? You see that the enemy doesn't want you to, to turn back. He doesn't want you to come back to the Father. He wants you to stay out there in the land of the lost. So we want to walk people through how to repent of the mind and the heart in this class. We talk about things like uh, confessing our sins one to another. This is a lost art in the body of Christ. Pride has kept us from wanting to confess it, and darkness wins when pride is present. But when pride is gone and humility enters into the scene, we can humbly confess all of our shortcomings to a trusted brother or sister. and. Uh, that's some way that we can defeat darkness. Unforgiveness, look around, man. There are talk show after talk show after talk show. And really all it is is creating a little niche in, in society where you can be a fighter and be an unforgiving, hate-filled person that you can attack another group of people. Well, one of the greatest ways to d disarm darkness as the accuser of the brethren goes before the father day and night, it says in Revelation. One of the ways to really disarm him is just to forgive the people that have wronged. His accusation has no power if we forgive the offender. <laughs> it's dead right there. The same thing happens when we confess our own sins. It's, it's, uh, I'm, I'm not a, a, a hip hop artist, but in the movie Eight Mile, one of the things that was so incredible is Eminem gets up and starts capping on himself. He starts pointing out all of his own failures and shortcomings. And now when the next man gets up on open mic, what are you going to say? The same thing happens to the enemy. When we confess our sins, what's he going to do? Go to the Father and be like, well, you should look at this. Look, He already knows. I've already confessed it to him. So this course is designed, and this is just an example. This course is designed to walk people into this deeper revelation and understanding of the Father and his kingdom. And right now, tonight, actually, um, I taught that whole course myself. But tonight, we have a Zoom call with uh, pastors all, from all over the place, and we're going to co-create the next two courses, the upside down kingdom and how to use your gifts that God has given you. So now other pastors and other lay folk and other teachers and evangelists, they're all joining in this pursuit because as I said, it's not a me thing. Kingdom learners is a warehouse of kingdom workers that can help equip, strengthen, comfort, and encourage the body of Jesus Christ. So that's phase two. Wow.
that was a mouthful. <laughs> no, I'm just I'm just soaking in that. Um, so so thank you for for walking us through that. And you know I yeah I know you, I've heard it a couple times of like being able to go into the coursework. I haven't been able to go that far yet, but I mean just even being able to hear you teach today just excites me about <laughs> about that uh, about that possibility. I, you know, I think the thing that's coming to mind is like, Danny, you've um, um, just really been able to bless me with the wisdom that you have. What's been uh, filling your cup uh, in this season? Like, where do you, where do you get filled up or what, uh, I guess, what have been some of your uh, spiritual fathers? Um, so Bear Creek, both of us are familiar with. Um, I have a, a relationship with the people of that ministry. They pour into me. I have um, some some trusted friends and family members here in Cincinnati. Um, my wife and I, uh, if you're going to run a ministry or run a business or run a church in the kingdom of God, I strongly encourage you to find as many intercessors as possible. Hmm. Um, we have people interceding for us right now as we're doing this. Uh, that's a big thing. But the the number one answer that I have for you in regards to that, Chris, is is King David says it this way, better is one day in your presence, Father, than 10,000 anywhere else. And if I've learned anything in this last season of my life, and I'm slow to learn this, I'll confess it to you right now. I know it up here. Now it needs to penetrate into my heart so that my feet can walk this out. But going to the secret place with, with the Father, there's no better, no better bucket filler than just sitting in the quiet, places with God. And, and Jesus modeled this for us better than anything. We don't talk about this side of it too much, but how many times did he go away to be alone with the Father into the hillside, into the low country? He would just disappear. And and I assume the apostles were probably somewhat miffed, man. Like, why? where is this dude? Why can't he be here with us? But he he understood that to, to really be able to pour out, he had to sit in the presence of of the father. And, and this is the, I love illustrations. As you can tell, the illustration that I, that I use to teach this is that if I were to take a sponge right now and never put it into the water, it would just be a dry sponge and I would wring out nothing. But the presence of God, the secret place of the father, Chris, is found when we immerse that sponge into the water. And then when I pour it out, it's dripping, it's oozing. It, I, I pray right now that everything that's coming out of me is an oozing of the spirit of God that is laying these words of knowledge and wisdom out, man. I, I don't pre-construct anything. I just trust the Holy Spirit. And it comes from letting that sponge be immersed in the presence of God so that when it comes out, it's dripping and people can actually feast on it. So Danny, I know we, you know, I kind of started the the podcast today, kind of, you know, letting the cat out of the bag about us meeting uh, through Deliverance Ministry. How did you get involved uh, in in Bear Creek Ranch and and meet those folks in Georgia? Wow, um, I'm going to tie these two together here. Uh, the third element of Kingdom Learners. If you go to KingdomLearners.com, you'll see that we also have a home church, and what we believe is that we want to come alongside. Of, of the church building the, where people gather on Sundays most often. And we want to come alongside of them and help them make disciples. Discipleship doesn't happen because we speak a, an amazing word from the pulpit. That's good. Never stop doing that, pastors. Let's keep doing it. But discipleship's messy. It, it's, the, it's the intimacy where we Amen. come in and, you know what I mean? It's, it's like coming to my house 
and uh, and do these things. So one of the things of Kingdom Learners is is that we have started home churches, and we help other people do it, so that Tuesday night, Wednesday night, Thursday night, people can can gather uh, in the name of Jesus Christ, break bread, uh, love on each other, confess things out. It's really hard to fellowship when there's 500 people in a congregation. You're looking at the back of someone's head. But what we found is fellowship, discussion, questions. We can ask questions in a small group like that. And I'm going somewhere with this, so bear with me. So part of Kingdom Learners is to do that. How did I get involved in deliverance ministry? Open up your home, have a home church, and let the broken come in, and you'll quickly see you need deliverance. It's not even, it's a requirement at this point. And as I said, I was an atheist, an addict, and an alcoholic. Well, who do you think comes to my home churches? Hmm. Atheists, addicts, alcoholics. My wife's sister was murdered. She was shot and killed by a man. Who do you think comes in our door? And we don't advertise our home church. It's amazing. Uh, You know who comes in our door? Women who feel broken neglected, lost. We've Women that have been sex trafficked have come into our home because we believe that the gospel is first shared with an open arm. Then you open your mouth. If my heart can't connect with you, your mind will never hear what I'm saying. So that's how we got started in this. And as a result, oh brother, <laughs> we, we would be up till one, two, three o'clock in the morning doing spiritual warfare for folks on uh, casting out demons and, and helping them understand that some of these things that they're seeing happen in their life are generationally tied to them, that there are familiar spirits working against. So we spent hours doing that. And finally, we got to the point where it's like, look, man, th- I'm going to tell you about my friends in Georgia <laughs> and uh, we're going to help you get down to Bear Creek. So our home church would raise money and then we would take up the offering and we would drive people down, sit on the deliverance team so we ourselves could be trained. And and uh, they would just pony up whatever they had. If they only had 50 bucks, we would cover the rest. And the Lord was faithful, Chris. Uh, I have to share this because I love God. Um, we had $2,500 in this account. We have sent over 30 people down to Bear Creek and we still have $2,500 in this account. <laughs> you can't make that up. God is good. That's awesome. That is awesome. Yeah, the uh, uh, yeah, just what was coming to mind on that is just like you know coming to the place of like wow, we need help, and just what a powerhouse uh, that family is down in Georgia. I I haven't experienced anything like it thus far, and just you know I just feel so the anointing when I'm around them is just uh, is just incredible. So I also offer this to uh, anyone that's listening to this podcast today. If you feel like you've been making strides in the kingdom, but then there's ultimately a block that you can't get through, um, I I might uh, encourage you to take a look also at uh, Bear Creek Ranch in Georgia. Um, they're an amazing and and uh, blessed uh, family that uh, works together to be able to you know cast demons out. And while you know that may seem like wow that that's kind of intense for me, recognize that ten percent of deliverance ministry is dealing with demons, but ninety percent is all about the heart and being able to receive that healing so that you can walk in the power and identity that God gives us as His beloved children. So Danny, we've, we've talked a lot. I mean, you know, we have, I don't think I, we need to kind of focus around the vices that you've had to overcome. Cause I think you've, you've really kind of hammered that, uh, many different ways today, but can you talk about maybe some of the virtues that you've been, 
uh, that have been imparted to you because I want to go there because I also would love to, uh, as we kind of close out in prayer to be able to, you know, go from there to launch into impartations of, of what you've gone through to be able to give that away to others listening mm-hmm. today. Man, um, the, the virtues of God are fascinating to me. Um, there's a plethora of them. And if we're made in the image of God, we bear some of these things that God has. So one of the things in me that uh, reflects the Father, I think, is just joy. I'm just a joyful person. Um, I, I've, I've been told that the, the joy of the Lord that wells up inside of me can go into certain places or, or circumstances or even situations. And uh, God will just release this joy into the room and people will will feel free to talk. Like, I can't tell you how often somebody comes to me, Chris, and tells me like their entire life story. And I'm like, why are you telling me this right now? Mm-hmm. And they're like, I just feel real safe around you. Mm-hmm. I feel like you're not going to judge me, that you're not a pretentious person. And, and I'm like, man, you, you want to talk about vices that turn into virtues. I was a very arrogant, pride-filled man, so much so that I was willing to condemn the church and tell God that he ain't all that. That's pride, bro. When God smashed that pride, now what comes out of the squeezing of my life, the sponge again, right? Now there's this joy that comes out. And and, and on top of joy, there's passion. Bro, I, uh, I forget who said this quote, and, and I might butcher it, but we can look it up later. But it says that nothing great was ever accomplished without passion. I'm a passionate man. I don't know if that's just a, a bunch of Italian DNA coursing through my body right now or not, but man, I'm passionate. About, I'm passionate about going to bed. I'm passionate about waking up. I'm passionate about everything. I'm passionate about this. Hmm. I'm passionate about Jesus Christ. And I think one of the, the, the virtues that, that Jesus modeled was the passion he had for the Father's heart. And, and, and I pray every day that that would continue to manifest in my life. Um, in that same vein, um, Paul was called a zealot when he was Saul. He becomes Paul, and now the zeal of the Lord goes before him. And um, yeah, I'm, I just want to say this real quick. One of the things about me is every night I go to bed, I think about the people around me that don't know Jesus Christ. I think about, because I was this person, I was, I was on this, this line, Chris, and if you think about it, there, let's, let's just say that there's a, a jungle cruise, like to use a Disney thing. The line is so long. But the father showed me that people are waiting in lines to get on trains and boats and buses, and they're all going to a one-way destination of hell. And nobody preaches this anymore. And he said, I'm going to send you with this joy-filled, passionate, and he's blessed me with some intellect too. Thank you, God, because I don't know what I would do without it. But he's blessed me with all these gifts. And he's like, now I want you to go talk to them. And I want you to use this passion you have for me and this joy and this zeal and lead them out of this line and tell them you've already been on this ride and it sucks. It's terrible. It's boring. And, and it's like the, the three-hour tour of Gilligan's Island. Uh, <laughs> it, it's going to end in a, a crashed boat and you're going to be detached from everything that you knew. So don't get on this boat. Get, get out of line and come over here and ride this ride with me. Yeah, it's a little bumpy at times, but man... At the end of this ride, it just goes into this eternal bliss. So come with me, man. <laughs> so there's this passion, this zeal. Um, these are virtues that I, I really believe I have. And the last one is Jesus says in Luke chapter 7, whoever has been forgiven much can love much. And when, when the Father comes into a wretched heart like mine, 
when he comes and, and people don't understand this because they can't see me 15 years ago. But dude, I was on, I was on a sidewalk. I was down to a hundred pounds. I was bleeding. I, I was dying. And when, when that broken man gets used by God, those who have been forgiven much love much. Brother, I recognize how much I've been forgiven. I see around me everything I've done wrong des- deserves some of the eternal judgment that God has has uh, imparted into Jesus Christ so that we would never suffer the penalty of sin. But I deserve some of that, man. And when that forgiveness fills my heart, whoever's been forgiven much, loves much, I know how to love recklessly because I know um, I, I know what it's like to struggle through unloving spirits, if you will. Um, my life was one that I, I didn't love myself. I loved everybody around me, man, and I would pour from an empty bucket and then become bitter and resentful. But when the love of Jesus entered my heart, one of the virtues that I understand is that to be a true disciple of Christ is to love. And I pray every day that I love as recklessly as Jesus did. And I love as unconditionally without judgment. And um, yeah, those are some of the virtues that God has really worked on me. Passion, zeal, (laughs) and, and this intense desire to love the least, the lost, the hurt, and the broken. That's really my heart. Yeah, well, I love that. Well, thank you for for sharing, Danny. Let's, uh, uh, you know, because we will be able to share in the notes today about Kingdom Learners and give everyone the links there, so uh, we can uh, be able to post that for you, etc. But really, want to take the time now to to close in prayer to be able to offer those impartations of the vices that you've overcome, the the virtues that you've you've been able to be uh, gifted with. As we were on the show today, I also like sensed that there there's people listening today that that just feel like they're not good enough. Like I was just getting this just this this like oh this feeling of like I'm not good enough. And I was asking the Lord like what is that? And I felt like the Lord was saying that there's just people that that don't know him. They don't know their identity. And thus, they never feel like anything that they do in this world is good enough. Like they might receive some, you know, when you talk about joy, Danny, it's like, you know, some, you know, getting a new job, buying a new car, there's going to be some joy to that. But then it's, but then it's fleeting. It, it's, it's here today and gone tomorrow. And so if this has been you that has been feeling like, you know what, I just feel like I just, I'm at this place where where I might on on the surface wear a smile, but then inside my heart is just once more. Um, I just I just right now offer you to to give your life over to God, and to just be able to accept the love of Jesus Christ. We're we're I don't know. We'll talk about this later when we're going to post this episode. But when we're recording, we're in the middle of of uh, Holy Week as Jesus is as we're that leads us up to Jesus dying on the cross uh, in a couple days on on Good Friday, and uh, I just want to let you know that that um, you know like this supernatural gifting that God has been you know giving to Danny and I to be able to read souls or know what's going on in people's hearts that are listening today. That's not just to glorify Danny or Chris, but more so to show you how true and how how present God is to you. Um, but, you know, sin, as Danny had talked about, separates us from the love of God. 
And that's not necessarily just your sin, but, you know, sin that goes all the way through our, our great grandparents, all the way up to Adam and Eve uh, and all the way, you know, all that sin funneling down through the ages to you today has separated us from the love of God. It breaks God's heart that his children are separated from him. And so he, he, he needed a plan in order to return us to his love. And that plan is in Jesus Christ being able to die for our sins so that we could be reconnected to the Father. And the way that you could receive a lot of the things that Danny and I are talking about today is by accepting Jesus as your Lord and Savior. So anyone that's listening, that uh, I just offer that, uh, that, you know, it's a simple prayer of God, you know, save me, that Danny talked about today. God, help me. I need your help. And, and God will come into your life. And whew, there will just be so much grace. And, and that year, <laughs> when the first year of you being saved, just you will just be on the most wildest ride that you've ever experienced in your amen, life. Amen. A lot of us, Danny, that we've been, you know, on this road for a little bit, you, I look back to that first year and, you know, just miss it of just being how close God draws yeah. into you. Um, so, so yeah, so Father, we, we thank you for, for the opportunity to, to fellowship today. Lord, I ask that that you would uh, be able to give Danny the uh, just amazing words to uh, do the impartation. So, Father, I just I give Danny the space to to be able to give impartations to our audience today. Yeah, man, thank you, Holy Spirit. I uh, I want to speak real quick to what Chris said about those of you that don't feel like you're good enough, and I want you to be encouraged by this word. Thinking you're good enough got Satan kicked out of heaven. It's not about you being good enough. It's about God being good enough. And if he's enough in your life, your bucket will always be full. That's why Jesus says, I am the bread of life. Eat of me and you'll never hunger and thirst again because he's enough. When Jesus Christ becomes enough in your life, you won't worry about being good enough. You'll just be focused on him being good enough. And I also want you to hear this, that when Christ came, he came because we're not good enough. So I bless you right now in celebrating the fact that you're not good enough. Because grace is an unmerited gift. If it were based on your merits, we would never receive grace. What a, what a beautiful place to be in. Not good enough is the greatest place to sop up all of God's grace like biscuits and gravy right now. I bless you when you're not good enough. I bless you in seeing that that uh, John and, and Peter, and they, they were unschooled, ordinary men. They were not good enough, but they were wowed and overwhelmed. And they, 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 because the power of the Holy Spirit was working through them, all of those around them saw God's glory and not Peter and John and Paul and Stephen and all the rest of them. Not good enough is the greatest place you can ever be. So I impart to you right now the knowledge to understand that grace comes to those who aren't enough. And may the grace of Jesus Christ fill you up right now from head to toes so that you begin to celebrate this and that you begin to find your identity in Jesus and not what you can do or, or perform so that you might feel like you are all of a sudden good enough. <laughs> I really pray for someone that really needs to hear that word right now, that it would just radiate out of you and that you would actually have an inexplicable joy that comes upon you because you finally got the revelation that it's okay to suck. <laughs> Hello. Yeah. Yeah, it's good. God, thank you for that. And, for, and right now for every listener, Chris, I just, I just want to, I just want to say this. 
joy is not based upon the circumstances in your life. You can't do anything to earn more joy or become more joyful. I know that that might sound weird to you and some of you are thinking, yeah, I could do this. And No, what you're going to find is happiness and happiness is fleeting. See, I can walk into a room happy and you punch me in the face and I'm no longer happy. But if I walk into a room filled with joy and you punch me in the face, you can't touch that joy. You can't do anything about it. Joy is the manifestation of God's spirit welling up inside of your life. So right now I impart to every listener the overwhelming, inexplicable joy that the Holy Spirit will release upon your life, not based upon anything you can say or do or perform to make happen, but just that the fruit of God's spirit would manifest in your life. And I say the same thing about that in love. There's nothing that you can do to show that you're more loving. You're not going to perform your way into receiving more of God's love or becoming a greater lover. In fact, Jesus says it, whoever has been forgiven much loves much. I speak right now in impartation of receiving the forgiveness of Jesus Christ. The enemy wants you to hold on to shame, blame, guilt, and condemnation. Go back and look at Adam and Eve. All four of those are present in that story. But when the second Adam comes, shame, you are gone. Guilt, you are gone. Condemnation, you are gone. These things, blaming is gone. So I release to every listener right now an impartation to receive forgiveness so that shame, blame, guilt, and condemnation would be destroyed right now by the works of Jesus Christ. <laughs> Thank you, Father. I received that myself. Hmm. And out of that forgiveness, God, may there be an overflow of love. We don't need another sermon. We don't even need another ministry right now, God. In fact, I pray that we don't preach another sermon on earth until we understand that the greatest commandment is to love you to love each other and to love ourselves. May that be the sermon of our lives. May the sermon of our hearts profess the goodness of God by how we love one another, not by our actions or our performance, but by the manifestation of God's Holy Spirit drawing out this love. As you receive the forgiveness of Jesus Christ, love grows up in you like the sponge I talked about being dipped in water. And that when it's filled with all the forgiveness, now it comes out and it oozes this love. It oozes this joy and the peace and the patience. Yeah. And God, I, uh, I feel this right now. It says in John chapter four, Jesus says, uh, there's coming a time where everyone will worship in spirit and truth. And it says in first John four, I think it's 24, but it says that uh, God is spirit and his worshipers must worship him in spirit and truth. I release an impartation right now that flesh would flake off of people. That, that human desires would die right now and that kingdom desires would be born as this death takes place. You see, everyone wants the, the power that comes with the resurrection, but they don't understand that resurrection comes by way of death. So I speak right now, God, a powerful releasing of death to self, uh, of death to a worldly identity so that a kingdom identity would be born in each one of us. Yeah, Father, all of us, Chris, me, our families, I just speak that over each one of us, that, that we would find our identities rooted in, in, in Jesus Christ. And, and back to this worshiping in spirit and truth, I bless every one of us in being bold enough to proclaim the good news of the gospel. A lot of times we talk about, especially in this Holy Week, Chris, we talk about the love of Jesus Christ going to the cross. But I think sometimes we forget that he was bold enough to declare the truth. And I think the truth put the cross on his shoulders. 
I think because he was wise enough and obedient enough to only do what he sees his heavenly father doing, that he would say, I am the truth. I bless every one of us in knowing that the greatest hate speech that we could possibly ever speak on earth is to deny somebody the access of the truth of Jesus Christ. That is the greatest hate speech I ever spoke in my life. So I release right now this impartation of boldness and courage and wisdom that God's children would be bearers of the truth of Jesus Christ, wrapped up in his grace and filled with his love. I thank you, Father. May these impartations bring you glory and you honor. Thank you for all that have listened, and I pray that you would be filled to all the overflowing wonders and and powers of God's Spirit in your life, and out of that will flow His fruit. In Christ's name I pray. Amen, amen, amen. Woo! I feel good right now. I feel real good this episode. You want to go kick a door down? <laughs> <laughs> Let's go. Uh, Danny, as you were closing in prayer, the the image that God was giving me for you is that of uh, a butterfly. Um, and just being able to see the uh, what the metamorphosis that you had to go through in order to be able to float for the kingdom. You know, oftentimes, like, you know, you, it's like that little slug that's got to go into the cocoon. And then from there, this beautiful butterfly emerges. And I so I feel that. like the Lord is just like being able to like, just really show me uh, and show everyone uh, as you launch out into this ministry, but in particular people listening today, the way that the Lord has just blessed you as one of his beautiful butterflies in the world. And uh, so, yeah, I really, I bless you with that, brother. And uh, I just want to thank everyone for watching us today on the Virtuous Heroes podcast, where we inspire virtuous leadership. And uh, yeah, Danny, uh, just I love you, brother. And thank you so much for for being with us today as well. Thank you, man. I'm honored to be a part of this. And may the Lord bless your podcast. And may it not grow in number, but may it grow in the depth that the roots that are established through these conversations may grow in depth. And may it draw up from the secret place, the the living water of Christ. And I pray that truth would flow out of this and grace and love and mercy and that your podcast would be a a place where the, the very understanding of Jesus Christ would manifest in the lives of other people. Well, I receive it. And uh, uh, yeah, just look forward to continuing the dialogue with you. Hey, Chris here. Hope you enjoyed this episode. To continue to grow in virtue, will you please subscribe to the Virtuous Heroes podcast on YouTube, Apple Podcasts, or Spotify? Or you could also visit us on the web at www.spiritmco.com. That would be tubular. Hope you have an awesome day.